You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Welcome to Tanya Point, where we talk about video games, social media, and tech-related topics so that you can learn the insight and our thoughts about the current development of IT scene. My name is Zero Aiden, and joining with me is my lovely co-host, Navneet Singh. Nav, um, welcome back to the show. I'm Nav, and I'm also known as Nav's Games Online, and I'm glad to be here today with Aiden as well as our producer, Kat. Hello. We have a really meaty topic for you guys today. It's actually e-wallets here mm-hmm. in Malaysia, and I'm no stranger to e-wallets. I've been using them a little bit. How about you guys? I use Touch & Go e-wallets quite consistently when it comes to like grocery shopping I basically use it every single day I don't use GrabPay for whatever reason I don't feel like it's actually intuitive for me to use GrabPay for me I use mainly the Maybank QR Pay as well as Grab just cause platinum user right here wow <laughs> that's Whoa. right wow oh, a little subtle flex there wow I think that one of the really major concerns when it comes to like using e-wallet is the scam itself and the possible of hacking have you ever encountered any kinds of like e-wallet scammers yeah there? actually I've heard multiple stories of the older generation of people actually getting conned into accidentally giving away their login credentials for their Mm e-wallets and then losing whatever sum of cash that they had on hand. Because the thing about e-wallets is that it's really easy to spend the money that's in the application itself. It's as simple as just scanning a QR code and typing in the value and the value is then deducted from your account. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work the other way though. You can't ever take that money and then put it back in your bank account. E-wallets just don't work that way unfortunately. But one of the primary scams that has been happening is uh, people have been sending out this memo saying you've won free 30 ringgit on a grab pay or on touch and go or on boost enter this link and type in your ID and password and you can claim that money as soon as you go in it's like a fake website it's a completely fake link it's like touch and go with two G's at the back for some reason people just go in there key in their information get absolutely nothing next thing you know their e-wallet is completely drained empty that's one of the primary ones that's been going around yeah. right now and this is actually a really nice transition to actually advise everyone who's listened to the podcast to actually enable two-factor authentications where either you can use a biometric as a means of unlocking your accounts or maybe use a one-time password for the means of having a second way or second means of unlocking your devices or your accounts. Do most e-wallets have this two-factor authentication? Most e-wallets does. I believe Tashingo does with a PIN. Uh, GrabPay doesn't unfortunately. Uh, yeah, GrabPay doesn't. GrabPay, GrabPay I doesn't remember seem to care. setting up a GrabPay PIN but never having to use yeah, it. Yeah, so Grab makes you set up the PIN and then you never actually use it. The uh, PIN is for basically show. I guess it's basically a security precaution for the most part. Yeah. It's very confusing. <laughs> which, is, which is confusing because if you think about it for a second, there's another e-wallet that actually works that way. Subtle is an e-wallet specifically if you want to do anything within Petronas. So every time you want to purchase a patrol, for example, right? Even if you want to top up, you either have to put your PIN number in there or you have to use your fingerprint. I have a really good experience with it. You always have to use your fingerprint. And I believe that every single major e-wallets in Malaysia have to implement this way. Yeah, I totally level with that. I think a couple of e-wallets are a little bit lacking in terms of like the security side of things. For the most part, if you have access to somebody's phone, you could just hop into their e-wallet and do almost anything with it. I think only Touch & Go prompts you with like a six-digit pin that yep. prevents you from doing anything with someone's e-wallet. Yep. So what are other steps that people could take to ensure that they don't fall for these scams? So for the most part, if somebody sends you a website link or something that sounds a little bit off, definitely verify the actual URL that they're sending you. I've seen Touch & Go links where it's T-N-G-G and I've seen like Boost links where it's B-O-O-O-S-T. These really 
obvious cues that go very under-noticed by some people. That reminds me of those email scams where they say like, Dear Costumer. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. That's basically my takeaway. Now, I can see how it's fair for people to fall for these scams because lately we've been having like our panjana stuff through GrabPay yeah, and actually. stuff like that. And uh, this whole panjana thing has been pushing people to go into contactless payment, you know? The whole idea of I don't need to leave my house with my wallet. I just need to have my IC as well as my phone, right? The two key things you need to leave your house. With the number of e-wallets there. Yeah, that's going to be the main issue here. So when you have seven different e-wallets, let me actually quickly list oh them out for you available God, in Malaysia, right? Lot. You have Touch and Go, you have Boost Pay, you have Grab Pay, you have Alipay, you have Shopee Pay, you have WeChat Pay, which is also available right now. And last but not least, you have Razor Pay. I might have missed out a couple of smaller niche May ones there. Are. Oh yes, and Maybank QR. Thank you for bringing that one back up. Aiden, have you ever been to KK Mart by any chance? Yeah, I've been to KK Mart. As soon as you walk into KK Mart, what do you see on the counter? There's like a dozen of like e-wallets I can choose. There's seven different QR codes and that's lucky. KK Mart is one of those brands that have adopted all of it. Sure, it looks ugly as hell but every single customer has a mean to check out, right? Mm. Now if you go to somewhere where only Boost is available but you're a touch and go pay user, what do you do? I definitely have to download Boost and then just reload it and then uninstall it and never think of it again. Yeah, then you'll have like that balanced one ringgit just chilling in your e-wallet permanently after that. So that's the reason why I like Touch and Go because it allows me to actually top up the exact amount that I want. But for RTE wallets, if I'm not mistaken, it have to be like either 10 ringgits or 20 ringgits, which is annoying. That's actually a pretty good point to bring up because yeah. Grab only allows you to top up in intervals of 50, 100 or 200. Which is super annoying. I suppose you could type in a custom amount but there's a high chance that the payment will get rejected and you need to manually go through your payment portal to finish that reload as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the main annoyances about this is that one, you have to top up whenever you spend or like even if you're one ringgit above right. your balance you have yeah. to top up yeah, yeah. and when you have very little balance left in an e-wallet and you kind of want to abandon ship but you can't because you have 10 cents in there. You have to quickly there. go to the mama shop. If you have one ringgit left, get like a roti chanai or something and then exactly. hope that they accept e-wallets on checkout. Exactly. If that particular mama shop actually does have e-wallets the that e-wallet supports. that you're using specifically. Yeah, there's a bunch of e-wallets and not all merchants actually on boards with all aside from KK Marts which is super annoying. Actually, may I just ask which e-wallet provider is most commonly accepted? From what I've seen so far, Touch & Go has been pushing so hard. For that matter, in Mid Valley, there's a lot of like ads for Touch and Go e-wallets. They basically advertise that every single store in Mid Valley you can use um, Touch and Go e-wallets. One Utama, however, they have their own different kinds of like, e-wallet as well. They have their own cashless payment. That's what bothers me because not everyone adopted the same ecosystem. And is there no solution for this? There is, technically speaking. I want to bring up my first solution. Bring Android Pay and bring Apple Pay in Malaysia. I think that everyone is going to have a really easy time all Though the only problem with that is it's going to disrupt e-wallets. thought about something like this and why do you need seven different QR codes to have access to seven different payment gateways versus the recent discovery of dynamic QR codes. A single QR code that has the ability to change based on what the need of the customer is at that point in time. Correct. If I'm someone who only ever pays with Boost Pay, this dynamic QR code has the ability to give me a Boost gateway portal to check out. Mm-hmm. If I'm someone with GrabPay, similar story as well. Dynamic QR codes are currently being pioneered by a local Malaysian company known as 
as Mercury Pay. Mm-hmm. They're a great couple of guys had the opportunity to work with them in the past and this is definitely the way of the future if Apple Pay and Android Pay do not enter the market. That would be a way better solution for the abundance of e-wallets in Malaysia. That would also be a, quite an international solution. But why is Android Pay and Apple Pay not yet in Malaysia? I think the major reason is because Bank Negara Malaysia doesn't have any regulation when it comes to like Android Pay and uh, Apple Pay. And I believe that Bank Negara Malaysia have to work hard to integrate Android Pay because if Android Pay is actually comes into the market, I'm going to give you guys an example. I can't use QR codes because my phone camera is busted. So there's no other way for me to actually scan a QR code other than, you know, touch and go because touch and go, only the merchant have to scan the QR codes from my phone. With Android Pay, you actually have to use NFC. So it's one of the technologies that most advanced smartphones actually have. In fact, like I'm rocking a OnePlus 3 and it does have NFC. I believe that Bank Negara Malaysia needs to find a solution to regulate the whole e-wallet ecosystem for Android Pay as well as Apple Pay because I think that that will mitigate the problems of the abundance of e-wallets, at least in Malaysia. Because Android Pay and Apple Pay just link to your own bank account. So you don't have to worry about reload your e-wallets. You don't have to think about like amounts that I have for each and every e-wallets that I have on my phone. Plus, you can switch different kinds of banks that you have on your phone and it's quite easy. I would really love to be able to pay my friends that don't have Maybank because Alanister always pays his debts. I know. <laughs> you, you actually may have the opportunity to do something like that in the future. I believe something known as Do It Now is being pioneered in Malaysia mm-hmm. where you actually can send people cash via your mobile number. Mm-hmm. And no, uh, I'm like really scared to use Do It Now because what if I put in their phone number wrong? Here? I was just going to say the same thing. If you mess up their mobile number, yeah, that cash, some, some random guy in like Kelantan is going to be receiving the money. So you're never seeing that money ever again. Actually, there is a solution that resembles Android Pay. Mall Pay. Rest in peace, Mall Pay. Mall Pay used to have a technology and I have a pretty good opportunity actually hanging out with them where you can actually pay through anything using only your phone. You just tap your phone and that's about it really. If someone actually implement the way as how Mall Pay implemented, I think that it basically going to solve most of the problems when it comes to like e-wallets at least in Malaysia. So why do you say Mall Pay is better than Android Pay? For Android Pay, for all merchants, you have terminals, right? For Mall Pay, you can actually pay using phones to phones. Not only that, if the merchant only have phone, right? They don't have the merchant terminal like paying credit card or something like that for different stores, right? You can actually use your phone and tap your credit card or your debit card to your phone and it actually captures it and basically um, get the payment. That directly. actually reminds me, you know, back when we were kids, before phones had colour, if you stand side by side, you can send like really cute pixelated pictures. Oh, the original infrared that's technology. Right, that's right. I, I uh, thought you were going to say back when we were playing Snake on the Nokia 3310. But I no, mean, okay. we were also <laughs> playing Snake. This was slightly in the future like... from that. Yeah. So this, this came from a generation of like the Sony Ericsson's and like the Nokia's, all the Walkman phones basically, mm. where infrared was a thing before people like to use Bluetooth, right? Right. And uh, infrared, you had to keep the phones perfectly side by side where the infrared ports interacted and you couldn't move a single thing. Mm-hmm. But you could still send people stuff. Like you could exchange music, pictures, etc, etc. Right. But as technology advanced, that's the reason why NFC is really great. There's a bunch of different kinds of applications when it comes to NFC. Security, for example, like you want to make sure that that particular person actually unlocks a certain devices or a certain uh, accounts. You can use a card that have your credential in it. You just tap it and it automatically unlock for you. Same goes to e-wallets, for example, where you can tap with your phone with all your credentials, your bank account, just tap on your machine and you're basically good to go. NFC is going to be way to go, at least for me, but we specifically talk about e-wallets. So I believe that really good ideas we could repay as well as MallPay. I wish MallPay is back, but MercuryPay is going to help negate this problem where we have 
stuff like what we just listed, like eight QR codes that we have to use where cashless is the way to go. I hope that this episode gives you guys some insights regarding e-wallets. Not just insights on e-wallets, guys. Maybe you can come up with a solution for oh, us. Oh, I would love. This is a business idea. <laughs> Alright, this has now become a business podcast. <laughs> and I hope that you guys um, have some ideas. And as always, uh, stay educated and I'll see you guys next time. Till then, till then. Thank you.